need to officially start this meeting. I want to do so in prayer, and then I'll ask an elder or two to officially start it. So, Jer, are there no slides? Or are we just going to? That'll work. Um, I'm going to put this away then so that I don't mess with two iPads. So let me pray, and we'll jump into this meeting. Father, thank you for today and for the church. Um, Lord, we are a testimony of your grace and faithfulness. Uh, I just wanted to acknowledge um, publicly, as the elders do often in our prayer, that uh, we understand this is your church, and we are so grateful as elders that we have the privilege of serving um, your body and your flock. Yet, Lord, we know that all that we do here is not building our kingdom and our name and our platform, but it's building yours. And Lord, I, I, I pray for this morning as we, we get to just look at the, at the church and, um, and, what, and how you've been working in us and through us in the, in the past 12 months. Uh, and I, I'm, I thank you that we just get to celebrate your faithfulness. And I also just pray as we, as we get to look ahead towards the future at, at some fun things that are happening, that we would uh, make our plans and walk our paths understanding that you control all things. And we do so trusting that and, and knowing that if you don't bless them, they won't happen. So just be with us now as we get to look at some um, exciting details that's happening. And in your son's name, amen. Well, just for the official business, I'd like to start, officially start the business meeting, but I need a sec an elder to second that motion. There you go. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. The business meeting is officially underway. Don't fall asleep because we know that's what happens. The first thing that we are going to do is the ballot. Um, and so if, if you've been handed a ballot and you haven't filled it out, you can fill that out now and you can pass it to the aisles. And somebody, I don't know who, Jeremy looks like he's on it. Somebody's going to be passing. We'll be picking those up. I just want to make one note about this ballot this year. You will see a change in structure, a change in um, the way that it is laid out in years past. It has been an affirmation just in general for all elders and all deacons and kind of a lump sum affirmation. This year, uh, we looked at the, the, the wisdom of that and really decided the best thing moving forward is to have an individual affirmation for every single person on this ballot. This year, we had a few people, three. In, in, in future years, our ballots might be a little longer, depending on how many guys are coming on the board. Um, but the reason for that, and this is going to be something that you, you will hear a couple of times in a couple of our ministries, but really it's been an underlying current uh, with a lot of things between the elders and deacons. And that is a need to uh, shore up and either reestablish or establish for the first time processes um, in our administration. And so this was one of the things that actually the, the deacons pointed out last year and said, hey, maybe we can um, streamline some things and, and do this process better. So this is one of the uh, illustrations for that. Uh, next slide, please. Now, here's what we want to do for this meeting this morning. We're going to try to hold this to an hour, so you're going to see a lot of people getting up here um, and talking. So we want to first start with a ministry update because there's been a lot of exciting things that have been going on this past year. I am terrible at stopping and considering all that, uh, all the good things that have taken place. I Unfortunately, can be so one-track-minded that like once something is done and over with, I just go on to the next thing, and I, I can be um, a little bit focused on the, not the negatives, but he, here's what needs work. It's been really encouraging to me to stop and just consider all that the Lord has done uh, and all of the improvements that have been made and, and all of the, uh, uh, I, 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 say, I say this humbly, but all the victories that, that we've had. And so this is an opportunity that in each of these ministries, we get to hear how the Lord has been working. So with that, I'm going to invite up Brennan 
And most of these uh, ministry updates are going to have five minutes. Jeremy and Amy get ten minutes because they each get five minutes. So five minutes. And he's a pastor, which means at some point I might just tap him on the shoulder and say, you're done. That clock is off. Oh, good. They're resetting it because I was going to say my preaching was going to be way off if I didn't have that clock this morning. That fi- it went from 9-11 to 9-18. That doesn't so count. Yeah, so that's your, okay, go for it, go for it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, Sheldon wants to ask if there are any ballots left to be turned in. Looks like people got some. Thank you, thank you. All right. Good morning, everybody. Uh, just wanted to give some updates on uh, what's been going on in student ministries over the past year. I think we've uh, seen some really good um, things happening in, in within our group and within our students, and um, some really exciting things have happened, and the Lord has been faithful. So one of those things uh, was that at, at the fall this year, we adopted sixth graders into student ministries. And uh, that's been a joy uh, to have them be a part of it. We kicked that off with a nice uh, Nerf war in here, um, which uh, was, a, was a blast. Uh, we've had a fun year of events. Our summer camp this year was awesome. It was wonderful. Um, we, we looked at how Christ is the better prophet, priest, and king. Um, we had grateful volunteer, we had great volunteers. The Haskins whole tribe was there. Uh, Leona and Mason Spitka, Amy Luke, Phoebe Deffenbaugh, and the kids. Uh, my brother as well was there, and uh, it, was great, it was a great time down in Florida. We had a new trip this year uh, to Asheville, North Carolina for a high school road trip uh, for the weekend and uh, we stayed in a beautiful cabin. That was a good time. We'll be doing that again in in the spring here. And then uh, middle school fall retreat was just a couple months ago. Uh, That was wonderful as well. We had um, great turnout for that for our middle school students and the Holcombs were awesome and Tom Van Wert made some all right food, I guess. Nah, I'm just picking on them. Uh, it, was, it was great. It was wonderful to have them serve. And uh, yeah, those are some of our uh, big main events in the year in the review. Uh, we've also done, uh, we've also seen growth within our body, uh, within our student ministries. Uh, in terms of numbers, uh, when I started average, we were seeing about 10 or 12 uh, on a Wednesday night. Now we're seeing um, over 15, around, around 18 a night. Um, we've hit highs of uh, 22, 23 students, which has been wonderful to see. Uh, students are excited to bring their friends, and it's been, um, I've been really blessed to watch that. Um, spiritual growth as well. So I, we're talking about summer camp. Uh, we were blessed that the Lord was working in that, um, and he called five of his uh, children home. Uh, five children, five students uh, who were all middle school girls. Uh, they professed Christ for the first time, and uh, that, was, uh, that was a joy to see and uh, to come alongside them and worship with them and give praise for that. Um, we've seen plenty of growth spiritually and also um, our understanding of, of scripture and seeing its sufficiency and necessity in it uh, through our teaching as well um, and seeing that Christ is enough, that all these other things in this world, all the things of us fall short. So some of the things we've taught on, um, we've been in scripture a lot. Currently in Sunday school, we're uh, going through Galatians We'll be wrapping that up by the end of the year. Um, we're also going through the parables right now on Wednesday nights, but we've been in Ecclesiastes. Uh, we walked through that wonderful book. Um, vanity of vanities, says the preacher, all is vanity. Um, we were also in some apologetics earlier in the beginning of the year, uh, trying to answer some of these questions to help better defend our faith. And then simply uh, over the summer, we were looking at what is the gospel? And... Um, 
handed out some cards for that, but it was a great series. We also looked at Romans 8, a wonderful chapter. We went verse by verse through that, took our time, and look at the beauties of, of the gospel in there. So, some things coming up um, that may be different. Uh, we'll have some service opportunities that we'll be looking to do. Um, one of them uh, that I would like to do is around Thanksgiving time, unfortunately, this year, uh, they were all booked up. Um, but Second Harvest Food Bank uh, is always very busy, and any food bank is always very busy during the uh, holiday season, especially during Thanksgiving season. And often they need help packing uh, foods for families. And so that'll be um, one service opportunity that we'll be doing, um, service opportunities around the church and uh, for people in our body as well that we'll be, we'll be looking to get our, our hands dirty, but also uh, to serve the Lord and his people in such a way. And then uh, a little bit of teaching stuff coming up uh, in the beginning of the year. We are going to uh, be starting a few different series. Uh, one in, is in 1 John. And because it follows Galatians very well, um, I've already gone over. So it follows Galatians really well, but um, yeah, 1 John, uh, we have some other things uh, happening with teaching, including worldview and uh, yeah. So that's it. Yeah, that's, I, lurk over I here. saw the time, so. You gave me five, I got ten. So, uh, but yeah, that's it, uh, really. And uh, thanks, guys, for all your support for our students. And um, looking forward to 2023. Just a quick pastoral word on student ministries. Um, I'd, I'd be lying to say that the students haven't dealt with some weighty um, topics in uh, it, it, this year in in student ministries. And there've been some stressful moments, some frightening moments, um, so, and, and I would say not frightening, painful moments. It's been really good to stop and just consider like the conversions at summer camp. And I, frankly, as a student ministries pastor that I was one about a decade ago now, I, that was actually, I didn't have that at, at summer camp. I mean, there'd be one or two, but five is awesome. And then those, those numbers of 12 to 18, when I asked Brennan to put the numbers down on paper, what I said, Jeremy can hold me to this, what I said was pastors love to, um, uh, inflate numbers. It's like, I, so if I were if I were to describe, most pastors were to describe this meeting, it'd be like, there was 150 people there. It was fantastic. And you'd be sitting there going, can you count? Um, so I told them, do not uh, unnecessarily inflate these numbers. But here's what I will say. I've walked into student ministries on Wednesdays multiple times, and there's like 20 people there at all times, which is fantastic. So just know that there's a lot of great stuff going on there. Okay, our next uh, ministry that we're going to cover is adult ministry. So we're, so we're going to start with Jeremy, and then he's going to invite up Amy Luke. Good morning. I've got a lot to cover with adults, so I'm going to kind of fly through it. But I do want to start with uh, some of the highlights. My, my favorite highlight from this last year has been the number of men stepping up to teach and specifically teaching in adult Sunday school. So I know there's a, a, only a few here this morning, but I do want to kind of recognize them. First, we have our elders. We've got Dave Johnston, Nick Giaconia, Damian Rivera, Danny Deffenbaugh. And then on top of that, we've got Sheldon Searle, Jeremy Moretz, John Pouliot, Ron Roberts, Victor Reed, Larry Stack, and Reed Pittman. And I'm just super encouraged to see men in the church stepping up to take on these uh, teaching roles. I know they take it very seriously uh, and um, just realize the uh, immense uh, responsibility that it is to be uh, to help kind of shepherd the congregation. So I appreciate those men. On top of that, again, just dealing with Sunday school, I've been personally encouraged with the 
uh, just how well those have been attended and received. I feel like just as a church, there's a renewed hunger for getting into the word. So I uh, am just excited about that and seeing Sunday school grow. Also, men's and women's Bible studies. Uh, we've kind of consolidated men's ministry into the, our one Tuesday evening as we're walking through the manual of Christian doctrine. That has been uh, really good. This last Tuesday night, we were around the, the fire pit in the back of the annex, just enjoying a, a deep conversation about predestination. It was, it was wonderful. Uh, and then women's Bible studies, I've heard great things about that. I'm going to let Amy uh, kind of brag about uh, the women in the church and the women's ministry, but uh, a lot of good things happening. I want to give you a quick rundown of our upcoming Sunday School series. First one is uh, wrapping up this year as we head into our Advent season. We are going to go through, I think it's, I think we landed on five weeks, or did we land on six? It's six. Uh, we're going to sneak it into January just a little bit, but we're going to do a, a series on Christology, the doctrine of Christ. So we're going to enjoy, as we think about the Advent season, uh, the Word made flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, we're going to kind of dig in kind of with a, a bit of a heavier theological topic for our adult Sunday school classes as we kind of really enjoy the beauty of who our Savior is. And then as we look for, uh, forward into 2023, one of the things, one of the classes that's kind of going to be a mainstay, and it's actually going to, I think, go all the way into 2024, we're going to be walking through the London Baptist Confession of Faith. It's uh, an important document for our church as we have uh, subscribed to it. So it's important for us to kind of every once in a while come back and touch on that and walk through it and see what, uh, what these things mean that we believe. Also in January, we're going to be starting a Sunday school class on the family. And again, this isn't the time to get into all the details, but we're going to be working through kind of everything that is around the family. So we're going to start with just kind of the Bible basics. We're going to look at singleness. We're going to look at marriage. We're going to look at parenting through different stages of, of our uh, children's lives, even up into adulthood, talking about caring for adult parents, kind of the, the whole uh, sphere of the family. We're going to kind of dig into finances and kind of a running theme through all of that is communication because, you know, communication with marriage and parenting, it's one of those things that uh, we all need to do better at. So we're going to be walking through that. Heading into the summer and through the summer, we're going to be getting into a book. So a lot of our uh, adult Sunday school classes, we try to kind of offer something that's a little more theologically based and something that we kind of look at practical. Well, as we combine into one class heading into the summer and through the summer, we're going to uh, be working through the book of Ephesians because Paul does that beautifully in, in Ephesians where he starts off theologically and then before you even realize it, he starts talking practically about how our lives uh, interact with the theology of what we believe. So there's this this exciting thing as you read through Ephesians to see how Paul kind of doesn't see these sharp lines. He sees it as the life of the believer of what we believe. In the, in the winter, this is one I'm uh, super excited about. Larry Stack is going to be leading uh, with a team of guys a, a short class on evangelism. And if you haven't had an opportunity to talk with Larry just about his view of 
uh, reaching out into the world with the gospel, you've, you've kind of missed out. Larry has a passion for the lost, and he has a way of just having gospel conversations over, over little things like woodworking or cooking. Whatever, whatever things interest Larry, he finds ways to bring other people in and looks for gospel opportunities. So I'm excited about that class. In the fall, we have an empty slot right now for kind of our next practical series. And what I wanna invite you to do, and I'll give you, I'll open this up kind of throughout the year as we're head toward next fall. I wanna hear from you. What are, what are specific areas in your life where you, where you have the question, where does my life in Christ, where does theology fit into this? How, how do, do I live my life in Christ as a believer, as a Christian? How, do, how does that life intersect with these things? So please talk to me. Uh, I would love to hear your ideas. And it might just be kind of a hodgepodge of things as we answer questions and struggle through these things uh, together. Crossing over into men's ministry. Uh, again, I'm super excited about the Tuesday evening study. It's been a lot of fun. It's been well attended for the most part. We've been work working through um, the Manual of Christian Doctrine, as I mentioned earlier. I'm not going to spend any more time on that since we're running out of time. But I do want to mention this. Last year, we were a little tardy, and my fault, for getting the date for the men's retreat out. So men, get your phone out and mark these dates in your phone now. Men's Retreat, April 28th through 29th. Men's Retreat, April 28th, 28th through 29th. We are in November, and I'm letting you know the dates for the Men's Retreat next year, okay? And if you come back to me and say, hey, why didn't you ever let me know? Well, it's probably because you weren't here. Uh, but hopefully you'll listen to the recording. We're gonna be doing an exciting format, though, for the Men's Retreat. We're gonna do something a little different. Um, we are gonna be doing a bit of a staycation. You can sleep in your own bed, but we're gonna be doing the men's retreat at Larry Stack's home, Larry and Vinette's home. And it's gonna be a fun time as we gather together. We're still kind of figuring out who our speaker is gonna be. We'll probably bring in a local pastor, hopefully. Uh, but we're, gonna, we're going to go down into Larry's basement, do some woodworking together, go over probably to uh, the local firing range, do some shooting together, obviously have some wonderful food. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun time as uh, we hang out at the Stacks home. I have a couple more adult um, announcements, but before I do that, I wanna have Amy Luke come up and share with us a little bit about women's ministry. Good morning. Uh, just quickly with women's ministry this year, um, it's been, it's been a fantastic year. Jeremy shared about a little of it, uh, but we have had lots of great events, but I would say the, the highlight and the primary thing of our year this year has been our Bible study this fall. We have had women's Bible study for a while, but this fall um, has just been really great, I, if I'm being honest. Um, so we are, this year, all going through, we have three different groups, two meet on Tuesday nights, one meet on, one meets on Wednesday mornings, and we are all going through the book of Romans together. And historically for a while, we have done our Bible studies where we're like studying a book written by an author, you know, not actually studying scripture. And so this year, our focus has been to actually study scripture, which, you know, sounds like 
duh, obviously you should do that, but um, it really has been fantastic. It has been amazing. I love that we're all studying the same thing because I can walk up to any of the ladies that are involved in any of the Bible studies and we're all studying the same thing each week and we can have a conversation about it. And so if you are not involved, I would highly encourage and recommend you to get involved. The times of them are um, in the evening. There's one, the Tuesday one, one is earlier, one's later. I think the earlier one maybe is like at 5.30. Don't quote me on any of these times. Look them up online. <laughs> and then my, there's one that meets at my house at 7 o'clock on Tuesday nights. And then the one on Wednesdays is at 10, 9.30. Um, so I cannot encourage you enough to get involved in this. We as women, uh, we love to have relationships. We love to be together and spend time together. And when that is based and founded on scripture, I can't even tell you how just um, beautiful those conversations are, how much deeper those relationships are with those women that are in my Bible study, just because we are all together spending time in the word and learning together. Um, so we, like I said, we're currently in Romans. We're about halfway through. We're going to continue Romans in the spring, and then we will do pick another book next fall. I have no idea what we will be studying, but we'll be studying some book in the Bible. Um, this year we also did a study this um, summer. It was a quick little three-week study on covenant theology, which uh, to me was um, just life-changing because I have such a much deeper foundational knowledge on that. And so I would love to, we will do again next summer, some other type of study like that. Um, you know, I'm not sure what that will be at this point, but also like Jeremy said, I would love um, suggestions. If you have something that you think you would be interested in learning theologically about the Bible, um, I'd love to talk to you about it and to see if that's something we could study um, in the summer altogether. So um, I do not have a date for women's retreat. I'm, I think it is planned and scheduled, but I have I don't know what that is. But um, Please know that I'm super encouraged about women's ministry. I um, have been doing this for a while now, and to me this year has just been very rewarding and very, um, I'd say, scripturally deep, which is exciting to me. So um, hopefully all the women here are encouraged by that. And um, like I said, if you're not involved, um, the way to get involved is Bible study. That is where the women are. So if you feel disconnected, that is how to get dis how to get connected. All right. Thank you. Okay, I've got to make these last two announcements super quick. Uh, you'll be getting more information this week uh, in a Realm post about some Sunday lunches. I got together with some of the uh, college girls who are kind of their one desire was to get to know you better. So a good way that we figured to do that is to have uh, host some Sunday lunches for them. So a sign-up sheet is going to come out on Realm where you can sign up. Uh, we have one Sunday month, but from uh, December through April for you to sign up. And what you're going to be doing is hosting four to five of these college girls over at your house, get to know them, and you know, help them to help to kind of assimilate into the church and know who you are, know who we are as a body. It's a way to serve them. Last thing, care groups. Yes, it sounds a lot like home fellowship groups, but it's called care groups. And that's because we want to kind of rebrand it so we can get away from maybe what you think of as home fellowship group. These are 
groups where you have an opportunity to get together with a smaller group of believers within the church, get to know them. Fellowship is a, a big part of it. We have a lot of studies between Sunday school and the men's and women's Bible studies. There are a number of studies. So there is not a study associated with care groups. The one thing I've talked with the leaders about doing is praying for one another. Something that we really, I, I was just praying this morning, Lord, help me to be more faithful and just praying. I, 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 am, I, I am weak in that area. So I want to see us as a body coming together, getting to know one another, getting to know how we can actually be praying for one another and pray together and then be faithful to keep each other in prayer through the week. My care group, uh, which started a couple months ago, we've kind of have these care groups quietly happening in the background. Uh, we meet just once a month. There's a lot on people's plates. So we meet just once a month, get together, uh, have a, like a dessert fellowship, whatever it might be, and just enjoy a time of conversation and prayer. So in January, we're going to be officially rolling that out Heading into January, I'll put more information out there about who the leaders are. Some of you may have already, may already be in a group, have met some of the leaders as they've been tasked with going through the congregation and, and getting people into their groups. But I, I'm excited about it as just kind of an opportunity for, for us to revamp a ministry where we can get, uh, get into smaller groups and get to know one another well and pray for one another. I just want to um, love on Jared for a moment publicly. Uh, you're good. You can have a seat. But being a pastor, it, it's interesting if somebody goes, what's a pastor do? And it's like everything. And at some points, people say nothing except preach on Sunday mornings. And uh, we, we went to Jeremy earlier this year and said, hey, we want to focus your pastoral ministry uh, to really focus on adult ministry and care groups and, um, and, and just direct him towards a segment of, this, of our congregation, which was all of these things. And he has done that, and he has, he has done that well. I mean, the teaching teams that are coming out is, is a result of him. The care groups are a result of him. So we're so thankful for his leadership and support here, um, and he is a great partner in, in a ministry. Okay, children's ministry. And I, let's try to get back on the five-minute train. And it's not, it's not you. It's not you. It's, 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 it's all of us. But. Well, I'll, um, I was practicing this morning in front of Gabe, and I was really telling him I was nervous about keeping it to five minutes, and he said, well, it's okay. You don't have to do that. It's okay if it goes a little over. So, sorry, Ryan, but, you know, I'm going with what the eight-year-old's advice. Um, first, uh, I just want to thank the volunteers um, within Children's Ministry. Uh, you are a huge blessing to our kids and our families and our church. And I also want to point out the, the kids and the teens um, that have been serving regularly within our church uh, children's ministry. Uh, that is also a huge blessing, and I really appreciate their help. I also want to thank Ryan, Jeremy, and um, Brennan for their continued support in children's ministry, and uh, especially Michelle. Is she here? Yes, she is. Um, thanks for taking care of all the little details and also the volunteer scheduling. That is not an easy task. It's pretty thankless, but we really appreciate your effort in that. Um, administratively, uh, we have been taking care of a couple of things, and one was uh, creating this children's ministry handbook, which is basically a guide to all things children's ministry. And if you haven't seen that, it's on the Community Kids webpage near the, where the policy and procedures handbook is. I think it's a helpful resource. Uh, I also have a hard copy in the office if you want to come check it out there. Um, 
The other thing we've been doing, as you've probably seen, is updating our refresher training. And that's an important piece of staying in compliance with our policy, but also keeping our children and our volunteers safe. And safety is a huge priority within Children's Ministry, so we appreciate you completing that requirement and, um, and your efforts in doing that. Fun stuff. Uh, this past summer, we took on VBS for the first time in a while, and it was a success. We had a wonderful turnout of volunteers, a great group of kids from our church, and we also had a number of kids from outside the community, um, outside of our church, and we are looking forward to doing that again this year. Um, one thing I learned was that it would be helpful to plan a little farther out. So you are going to see more details on that um, earlier, probably January, February, so that you can put it on your summer calendars, but also that you can spread the word to your own communities outside of church, and we can get some more kids um, outside of our church involved in that. We have a great group of regular rotating volunteers within children's ministry, but one thing we're working on is building our sub list so that we don't have to call on our regular rotators to serve more than their monthly um, slot. So if you are not currently serving in children's ministry, but would like to, uh, we would love to put you on our sub list um, to kind of relieve that from the regular rotators. Also, within the Gospel Project curriculum, there is essentially a memory verse and a big picture question that goes along with what the kids are learning on Sunday mornings. And we've been trying to incorporate that more on Sunday mornings because we recognize that scripture memorization is a good thing to do. And we would encourage you to take a look at that at your home with your kids. Uh, there's an email that gets sent out every week on Sunday, and it has that memory verse, and it has that big picture picture question and a devotional in there. And we would encourage you to uh, incorporate that in your homes. Uh, in the very near term, we are creating um, a short, kind of sweetened Advent program for our kids uh, this Advent season. And that is going to um, be a little bit different. The elementary kids and the preschoolers are gonna be combined into the upper room. And one of the reasons we're doing that is because they're going to be practicing a Christmas song so that they can perform that on the fourth Sunday of Advent. Um, and so that's gonna be something exciting. We would encourage you to work on that song with the kids so that, mostly so that they feel comfortable getting up in front of the congregation when that time comes. I'm looking forward to next year, and thank you very much. Nailed it. <laughs> thank you. I have no idea. We just nailed it. <laughs> um, children's ministry is a uh, beautiful ministry for any church, but it is a tough one. So, Leona, thank you for all that you do, for all of the volunteers that, that you pull in, all of the planning. Uh, there's a, there are more days that she's up here working on stuff that I don't even know what it is, but I know that it, it blesses our kids. So thank you so much for that. Uh, I was informed of when the women's retreat is. So ladies, if, if you want to mark this down, it is September 29th through October 1st. So I get the privilege of going over some, some church-wide stats. I'm going to keep it to five minutes as well, because each of these is about five minutes. We've seen the Lord's growth in our body this year and some really cool metrics to consider. We've had 65, and this is on a very conservative end of things, we've had 65 new visiting families, not people, families. And, and these are the people that have checked in very either with children's ministry or with the visitor form. There's a lot more people, though, that have come into our body. Um, and so, you know, what this says is each week, I often think that each week there is a new visiting family, and that is true by these metrics. 
Uh, we've also had seven new members this year, and there have been five baptisms, which, again, to consider the um, conversions and then baptisms, really, when you look at the growth and vibrancy of a church, those are the more, most important things of those baptisms and salvations and then even membership. So we have been seeing the the, the Lord working um, in us. Our our goal for this year, and we are going to continue that in, is to better engage those new visitors with our greeting team, with the back end of all of the um, admin stuff as people come in. So we, we want to see, I, I'm going to use some business language here, uh, conversions of visitors coming in and then staying in our congregation. And I will say that the very first step of that is us, is you, is your interaction with people. And one of the consistent things that I hear from all of our visiting families is how welcoming and friendly we are, but I would just encourage us to excel still more in, in that avenue. And one of the things that really attracts people to a church, especially in this day and age where we are segmented, we like to stay in our homes. I mean, COVID has just done this, where it's, we, we, we think that we don't need people, but when you walk into a body, what you experience, maybe for the first time in a long time is, wait, this is a community community that loves each other and is willing to serve each other even when there are differences. And this isn't some um, monochromatic idea of if we don't all agree on the same things uh, in the world as our world does of just being polarized. Uh, that's the beauty of the body of Christ, that we have one thing in common, Christ and him crucified, uh, and it is a body that, that loves from that. Now, I want to talk about some really exciting things that are coming up uh, from now through the end of the year, and that is Christmas here at Community. There's uh, four main events that we are we want to encourage you to participate in, and this this really is a, a the heartbeat of the elders and the staff is we spend so much time. Uh, appropriately understanding who Christ is and, and, and needling over the, the nuances of the gospel. I mean, all of our Sunday school classes, all of our teaching, I mean, we are about Christ and him crucified. We are about the word of God. But if that knowledge of God does not propel us to serve each other and to serve our communities, we're doing it wrongly. And so one of the things that we want to do, if I can highlight next year even, is is pushed into this, but especially this Christmas season, is provide opportunities outside of Sunday mornings, so there's a lot of great uh, uh, volunteering aspects there, but provide opportunities where we can, uh, out of a response to the gospel, serve our community. And so there's four ways that, that we can do that. The first one is the Hope Center that is on December 7th. You saw a Realm post dealing with that. There's a collection of things um, that we are uh, collecting Beforehand, you can see, see Stephanie Searle for that. And Stephanie, thank you so much for serving in that ministry and providing and, and organizing all of that. I know that each month there's a collection of ladies that goes down to the Hope Center and serves. If you are not a part of that and you want to be, you can definitely uh, talk to Stephanie about that. The, the, the next thing is a new ministry, and it's called Christmas with Dignity. And this is a ministry that I have recently become connected with, and it's a ministry that is an after-school program uh, called Cottage Cove, and it's a not-for-profit, Christian-based after-school program that it serves our kids just north of us. They have two locations. They're building a third. One is uh, by, like, Tusculum Baptist Church, so on Nolensville Road in Tusculum. Uh, there's another location that serves in a school that's just south of the soccer stadium, but I can't think of that school at the moment. Um, 
And what they do is they are caring for uh, um, struggling kids with families that might not have the, uh, the resources to be able to pay them to be in something like Funco or even struggling kids where their home life not be the, might not be the best. And what they do is they work with the school resource officers. They get the, the name of those kids and they bring them in after school. They work on their homework. They feed them dinner. They preach the gospel to them. And this has been a ministry, again, Cottage Cove, that's been in the area for about 50 years. And they have seen just, just the Lord's growth out of this ministry. One of the things they do each year is they run a Christmas store. And they run a Christmas store that has a twist. It's not, the, it's not a free Christmas store. The reason it's not a free Christmas store is because when it was free, they noticed parents didn't want to come because they didn't want to lose their, just their, their, their own autonomy as a parent. And so they have a Christmas store. All of the things are donated, but the parents, they pay pennies on the dollar uh, for these items, and they're able to give their kids a Christmas uh, that, that is a robust Christmas uh, for like $20. And they even have ways that if parents can't pay the $20, they give them cash beforehand and all this stuff. But here is what we are going to do, uh, or here's what I would invite you to uh, join me at. I'm, I'm doing this. We are going to partner with them this year and help putting on the store because what they need isn't necessarily financial resources because they have those donations, Walmart and Bombas and a whole bunch of other places that give them these things to um, give away. But what they need is people to help gift wrap and walk through the store and, and serve hot chocolate and cocoa while people are, um, are, are shopping and just help this store go on. So on December 10th, we are joining them in their Christmas store. Uh, so if you want to partner with us and join us, you can find more information on our website about that. Then the third thing, we're having our church Christmas party on Sunday evening, December 11th. And then on the 21st, this is a uh, slightly revamped event. We are separating, in years past we've had caroling and then our Christmas um, party, we're separating those two things. Because what we, we've done is we've gone to uh, Miss Joe's house and Miss Claire's house and we've caroled and we've spent time there and then we leave. And there's always this thing of like, but I want to fellowship and I want to stay and I want to just have, have, have a time of encouragement. Well, we want to separate our caroling so that we can better care for those ladies who are homebound. So that will be on the 21st. There'll, there'll be more information about all these things. You can go to our church website right now and sign up to do the Christmas with dignity. Uh, I'm going to that. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but with this, I want to invite up Tom Van Wert to talk about another service opportunity that's coming up uh, the first of the year. Thank you, Ryan. I'll get us back on time. Just for the record, uh, we were timing Ryan. He was uh, at six minutes, 30 seconds, was it? <laughs> hey, so uh, the Phillips uh, Greg and Susan, as you guys recall, a couple years ago, Greg was in a uh, head-on collision. Uh, he is currently residing in a nursing home in the Gallatin area. Uh, he's being fed with a feeding tube. Uh, and his wife, Susan, lives in Lebanon. So uh, they, Susan travels uh, back and forth to the nursing home. She's working a full-time job. There's a... Uh, Financially, it's very hard on their family. Uh, so with that, she's unable to take care of the house like we can. And so there's a couple projects we want to do as a church body. Uh, there's a, uh, a fence that needs to be renovated. Uh, and then also a above ground pool and deck that need to be removed. So uh, we're planning to... I'm asking the church 
uh, on the 14th and 21st of January, Saturdays, if you guys can uh, sign up for either one day or both days and come out uh, and help us with this project. If you don't know how to swing a hammer or saw anything, that's fine. You can help carry stuff uh, and uh, we'll, we'll do that as a church. Thank you. There's also gonna be a financial donation around that, right? Yeah, yeah. There, we're gonna try, uh, we're, we're gonna, uh, there's, we're gonna try and uh, finance the uh, fence. Shouldn't be very much, uh, but uh, that, that's another part. Yeah, so just, just know that's, that's coming. Um, I just want to acknowledge our 2023 deacons and for the men that will be serving. They, they uh, one of the highlights of the year is to really see the deacon ministry um, flourish and just the guys being able to find their, their own individual roles and it's exciting to serve alongside these men. Okay, the next one. John, we're gonna talk about finances and um, we're gonna try to go as quickly as, quickly as we can. I'm, I'm going to get back here and do some editing with Dave because I think he was up next. Uh -oh. No light. I'm good. Awesome. Well, hey, folks, it's a real honor to to uh, offer this report for you and to, to serve you in this way. I want to give you just a, a brief overview in summary, uh, just a forthright, clear-eyed, uh, and transparent uh, report of kind of where we've been and where we are, and just a few thoughts maybe on where we're going from here. Uh, if you wanna put that next slide up, So if you're a financial person, that'll look pretty familiar to you. If not, you're probably glazing over. Not to worry, I think I can hit a couple of the high notes um, of, of uh, greatest uh, relevance there. Um, uh, first of all, let's talk about the revenue. Uh, general giving in particular is down from, for, unfavorable compared to budget by about 60K or 11% and about 47,000 less than the same period through October last year. So these are year-to-date numbers uh, comparing uh, current actual year-to-date versus budget and then the second set of comms is comparing uh, last year to the year-to-date to the same period this year through October. And as you can see, revenue-wise, we're, we're, we're down a bit, about 60K, 11% to budget, and 47,000 compared to the same period last year. However, on the flip side, on the, ex, on the expenses, we're actually favorable 13,000 to budget and 95,000 compared to the same period last year. Now, with respect to last year, a big chunk of that are our kind of one-time renovation costs and so forth, that's really what that, what that big um, difference is compared to last year. But on the budget, this is the thing to point out. The, the team has been very conscientious in managing expenses compared to budget um, very, very well. The only category that's uh, over budget is missions, and that's a, a, you know, just a, a very deliberate 
um, thoughtful, purple decision that was made. And that's an another thing to just talk about what a budget even is, okay? The budget, it's just, it's just a plan, okay? And if, 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 if the revenues start coming in differently than, than, than what we were planning, then we make some, some, some choices around the expenses to, to keep things in line. So let's look at the next slide. Um, well, one last thing you can see at, at the at the very bottom there, we are about 47,000 or 46,000 unfavorable net net to budget and whatever it says there. Um, can't read that last number. Um, about about 49,000 favorable compared to the prior year. Once again, mostly because of those you know 100k or so in one-time expenses um, related to you know, facility renovations. So let's look at the next slide. Okay, and, and really this is just a trending for the year. The real point to note there is if you look at the blue line and the red line, the blue line is, is revenue, the red line are expenses. You can see that they're, they're kind of bouncing around a little bit, but as of now, they're more or less aligned. They're more or less tracking together very, very closely. Okay, so on net, we're down cash-wise about 44,000 or so. Okay, now one observation about that is if I look at the trending from last year, so I look at the, what's left for the year, November and December, uh, we had about a surplus of about that same number. So, you know, can't, I can't know for sure what's gonna happen in November and December, but if we stay on the same kind of trend, the same kind of track, is a good chance that we more or less end up pretty much in the same kind of position where we started the year, okay? So that's, that's the sense of it. The last thing to note is, you know, okay, so where, where do we go from here? Well, the next thing is our budget planning and just a, a couple thoughts on an approach. I mean, first of all, we, we, we get this is, not, this is not a business. This is a spiritual mission. This is an assignment that we believe that God has put in our hands and we are thoughtful and prayerful in understanding the assignment God's given us, the mission, and that's what the, the ministry leaders do. The first thing they do is they, they think through, the, through, through those priorities, they pray through those priorities, they discuss together and think about what, what do we need to execute the assignment God's given us, and we're trusting him to provide what's needed, okay? Secondly, we look at the history. We look at this is what God has done historically. We look, you know, in a, in a kind of a detailed level at, you know, the patterns of individual families and make some assumptions about about what to anticipate. This is and this these comments up here are really just a recap of what I've already discussed. Um, and then we'll we'll also make some you know reasonable conservative assumptions about growth, about attrition. We'll synthesize all of that and we'll come forth with perhaps a a, a a plan, and then maybe even a contingency plan, meaning if, if revenues don't come in the way we had planned, we've got, we'll have some thoughts in advance about how we can, how we can, we can tighten up and, and manage to, to the provision that, that, that God gives. So that is the approach, and I just want to offer this also. We can't get into too, too much more detail than this for now, but if you have questions, if you want a deeper dive into to most any area within reason, come see me, and I'm happy to, to answer questions and, and walk you through um, anytime you need, so. John. John is our um, new treasurer for the year, so he has, he's done a lot of background um, 
looking at, at all, this, all this financial information. If you have any questions about anything, you can talk to myself, you can talk to John, you can talk to any of the elders. Um, we might have to point you towards various people if we don't know the answer, but um, obviously this is, our finances are something that we have an, an, an eye on uh, and we want to um, uh, handle appropriately, understanding that they're not our resources, they're the resources that the Lord has given us. And, and we're as John uh, started, uh, we understand we uh, we are a um, to use again a business word an organization of faith. Our goal is not to put money in the bank. Our goal is to use the resources wisely for the proclamation of the gospel. And so we want to be prudent. And we understand that we we need cash for a rainy day and for ACs going out and various things like that. But we we want to live in faith. And and we it's okay if we have an eye towards Lord. We need you to provide here uh, because frankly He has and. We know he will. Our next thing that we, uh, the last person that's going to come up besides myself is Dave, and then I'll get us back on track. Um, oh, that's my phone. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Dave just has an, an elder update. Again, Jeremy listed this. I just want to list our elders for, Dave, you can come on up, sorry. Our elders for 2023, myself, Jeremy Litz, Nick Giaconia, da Damian Rivera, and Danny Deffenbaugh. You notice Dave's name's not on there. He is stepping down this year, just was going to take a break, but we're grateful for him to be our chairman for the year, so he's going to give some elder updates. Good morning. So what you'll notice, I'll, I'll walk through a couple of items here. The heart of the elders, what does that mean? Uh, secondly, I'll talk a little bit about process and what uh, the elder in the training, elder in training means, what that, what that entails. Culture of generosity, when we think about this church, it's... I think we've said this over the, the year, we're a 60-year startup. We're 60 years old, but we're really kind of a startup. When we start thinking through process, some of the procedures, we're learning things new. What does it mean to be an elder in training? What are the processes that we go through as a church? So we're working through that. But as part of that, it's really a message of hope. Uh, the elders have looked at what does it mean to be a church? What does it mean to be generous? And out of what we've been given, 1 John 4, 19, he loved us first. We couldn't do this without his love first. So we look at what does it mean to be generous? And I'm not talking about giving money. I'm talking about the spirit of generosity that you were given from Christ. What he gave you, what he sacrificed for you, now in turn go out. Go into the world, go into your community, and be generous. We think about all of these items and discussion of topics and programs it's about being generous and as a church i i feel the the elders really looked at this this year that we've we need to get back to that it's not that we've we're not generous but maybe a little bit more emphasis on what does that mean what were you given as a christian and out of generosity out of love you act it's not out of obligation that's about what you've been given so when I look at Danny and, and Ryan and Jeremy and Damian and, and Nick next year, you'll start to see more of a focus on what does it mean to be a generous person based on what Christ has given you. So the elder in training is part of that. Um, you'll notice that the, the guys up here, we take the role of being a, an elder very seriously. Ourselves not so much. But because of that, we look at each other, we look at how do we train. For years, it was really a process of osmosis. 
oh, so you're going to be an elder in training, or what does it mean to be a leader? It was really more of, well, you'll, you'll learn along the way. That's not right. That's not correct. And what we're doing through that is to understand, let's have a program, let's have a process. What does it mean to be a, a leader? What does it mean to lead with biblical wisdom? How do we do this in spirit of what is given to us as a commandment from the Bible? Is what does it mean to be an elder? So we're going to go through that process with several people over the years. I did it probably nine years ago, and it was, a, it was osmosis. We're learning from that to be a little bit more process-oriented as we, we grow up in this 60-year startup. So I think that's it. Just to get us back on track some, because I, I know there's um, volunteers serving in children's ministry. Just going to the next slide, one of my favorite things to do at the congregational meeting is to talk about the story of God's faithfulness, because we are a story of God's faithfulness. Again, looking back and, and identifying all of the ways that um, God has strengthened us. There's a variety of things listed here. Um, we, we will make these slides available to everyone, and we will even come back and do various videos and updates um, specifically on certain things. And I'll, I'll, I'll do that for all of these points, but I want to point out one in particular. Uh, it's been uh, commented on a couple of times this year uh, or in this, in, in this meeting, but one of the questions that we started receiving, appropriately started receiving this year, uh, was essentially, what are we going to do? Like, as a church, we don't we're not just here to exist. I mean, it's not just sitting in our bunkers waiting for Christ to return and just kind of hunkering down. It's for the body of Christ. It's that we, we are called to do things. And that really started us to consider what is our mission and vision, this renewed mission division, as Dave said, the 60-year startup. We appropriately needed to uh, heal for, uh, with various things, but we have done that. So then the question that comes up is, what are we supposed to do? And what has come out of that discussion is, uh, Asher, this can be our next slide, is our mission. And really just looking at what is the mission of a church. Now, what we said from the very beginning is if, is if it's new, if it's novel, if it's something that you've never heard, it's wrong. Because we don't set the mission and vision, Christ sets the mission and vision. And so this, as, we, as, as we've said, we are unapologetically unoriginal, but community Bible church exists so that people can know, love, and serve Jesus Christ, and in so doing, grow the kingdom of God. That's, that is the great commission that Jesus gave us. We can see that in the New Testament all over the place. This is Acts described as so that people can know, love, and serve Jesus Christ. And in this way, we are unapologetically unoriginal. Well, that, uh, the answering of what are we supposed to do, really is, is launched us into asking us questions of that's the why, that's the heart, but how are we going to do that? And really, these are the questions that we have been asking ourselves as staff, as elders, of, of trying to identify how are we going to not only know, we, we have the knowing part down excellently, and I love that, and we're going to, again, focus in on that nuanced theology, but how are we going to love and serve each other in our community. And so you're gonna see, uh, I, I hope starting from this meeting and even beyond, us focus in on that question and really identify how, as the body of Christ, we love and serve each other. And so Asher, the, the next slide. This is, um, these are our prayers for 2023, and I'll, I'll just, I, I will leave you guys with this. This is what the elders are praying for, growth. Not 
necessarily numerical growth, though we understand that as we grow numerically, we have an, an ability to uh, better care and serve and love each other and our community, so we're not opposed to growth. But growth in the knowledge of the Word of God, growth in our Christ-likeness, growth in our kingdom living, and I, I know this might be new, new language that we haven't heard, but kingdom living is loving and serving each other and the world because when Christ says, go and make disciples and baptize all of them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, this is kingdom living. So you're going to see this in our sermons. You're going to see this in our care groups. You're going to see this in our emphasis from the pulpit and even in our community. It's how can we grow in our uh, knowledge and love and service in, in Christ. The second thing is volunteer engagement. It can be very easy for us to approach volunteerism and go, can you please do this? We so need you and please sacrifice. And, it's, and, and, we, we, and we make it out to be like, we know that you're sacrificing in this way, but we so need you to do it. We're going to flip that. You need to be a volunteer. You need to help other people become volunteers because there's something beautiful about volunteerism. When you, especially when it's for Christ, when you look outside of yourselves and, 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 and give of yourself and serve and, and offer, offer back uh, to Christ because of the love that you've been given, you start to recognize and you start to, to really live in that Christ-like manner and be the lights in the dark world. So we want to lean into that volunteer engagement. We want as elders and as then as pastors and as ministry leaders to encourage all of our body to be volunteers, but then we're going to go one step further. Our ask is that you join us in this volunteer engagement, that you help other people realize the need that they need to volunteer. I mean, it's not lost on me that we have student ministries running our AV this morning. And that is, yes, awesome. And they haven't messed up once. We've messed up. We've hit pause on the mic. They haven't messed up once, but that doesn't happen unless somebody walks up to them and says, hey, you should really be doing this. You could gain something from from serving and from serving somebody out, outside of yourself. So we're asking that you guys help us as you interact with those newcomers, as you interact with your friends that might not be serving in children's ministry and AV and greeting team, all of these other areas to say, hey, it's worth it. Come on, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Third, financial stability, all, all the things that, that John talked about. We want to make sure, again, that we uh, handle our resources well, that we walk forward in faith, but we also walk forward with wisdom and prudency there uh, and just trusting in the steadfast love of God because he has secured, as Dave said, we're, we have a 60-year history of story after story after story of God's faithfulness in our life. That includes personal, that includes theological, but that also includes financial, but I won't get into those stories now for the sake of time. And then fourth, clarity of service. As I said, our aim is out of the abundance of knowledge, out of the abundance of the grace of God that we have been given because of Christ. We want to love and serve each other and our community. That's the roadmap that we're on. The exact destination, how that's going to look like in the coming year we don't exactly know we know that we want to have more service opportunities we know that we want to instill in our congregation a deeper understanding of volunteer engagement we we know that that we want to start using this language of as you serve children's ministry as you're a greeter as your av as your worship team as your student ministry all these things that this is directed towards because of the love that god has given you you are going to love in return but the exact destination, the exact ministries, the exact outreach events, exactly what that's going to look like, we're still figuring that out. And so what we're asking is that you partner with us in that, that you understand we want to serve. We don't do church to build 
high towers of theological knowledge. We don't do church to come in here and just uh, receive only. Obviously, you do receive. As I've said before, church is not a cruise ship. It is a battleship. So in one sense, we want to go to work because of the love that God has given us. So those are our prayers for 2023. Again, you're going to uh, start to hear and continue to hear a lot more information about this. Um, just for the sake of time, what, what I want to do is pray for us, is pray for our bodies, pray for um, these things that, that we are in faith stepping out and, and trying to accomplish because we understand that if the Lord does not bless them, if it is not behind them, it won't happen. We can build our barns, but if he doesn't fill them, um, it won't come to be. And then we can have a brief time of intermission between now and our main service. So just pray for me or pray with me. Lord, thank you for this church. Thank you for all of these details that we got to look at, that the, the, we are a story of your faithfulness, that you use the weak things of the world um, like us to shame the strong because the only thing that we can look at and go, how, how does this work is you. Lord, I, I pray that you would um, secure us in our gospel clarity, that you would protect us from error, that you would protect us from um, pride and arrogance, you would protect us from pursuing these things in order to make a name for ourselves. But Lord, I would ask that you would, you would bless us, not so our name is great, but so that your name can be proclaimed through us. Lord, I would ask that you would use us. We, we, are your, we are your children. We are your servants. We want to be used by you because of the love that you have given us in Christ. Lord, just uh, bless our volunteers as I know it, it, it's tiring to serve, it, it can be difficult to serve, but Lord, bless them to un, to, for them to understand and to see the beauty of service. Lord, bless our ministries, um, protect them, secure them, build them, grow them, again, not so that uh, our numbers grow for our benefit, but so that we can uh, better love and serve you. Uh, and Lord, I just, I, I pray just in general that we, we have this 60-year history of uh, of, of your faithfulness and just carry us through for one more year. Uh, help us to, um, as, as leaders, to lead well. Help us as servants to serve well and use us to be lights to this dark world that, that, that we still live in. And in your son's name, amen. Well, thank you guys. There's more donuts and there's coffee and we can have a time of fellowship and we'll start the service in 15 minutes.